This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, When You Feel Like Giving Up. Now, if you take out your message notes, we're continuing in our series on how God turns setbacks into comebacks. You'd probably agree that it's always easier to start something uh, than it is to finish it, right? It's easier to get into something than it is to get out. It's easier to fill your schedule than it is to fulfill your schedule. It's easier to get into debt than it is to get out of debt. It's easy to make a commitment. It's harder to keep a commitment. And yet life is really like a marathon because as time goes on, people start thinning out. You know, at the start of a race, it's always very, very crowded. But as the race progresses, uh, you have fewer and fewer people and there are wider spaces between the runners. And the reason why is because in the race of life, we have setbacks. And that's why we're doing this whole series. Life is not easy. My goal during this series, as your pastor who loves you, is to help you finish well. And it's why I'm teaching this series on how God turns setbacks into comebacks. Now, it's, it's part of the character building process where God wants to make you like Jesus, that he doesn't make life easy. He lets you experience the, the, the things that happen in a broken world. Now, because we all have setbacks, one of the great enemies uh, of your spiritual maturity is actually discouragement. Discouragement is deadly. It can get you off track. When you have a setback and you get discouraged, you can get set on the shelf. Uh, discouragement is common. We all get discouraged. It's powerful. Uh, it is universal. It involves everybody. And it is recurring. It doesn't just happen one, one time in your life. Some of you came to worship today feeling discouraged about something that's been happening in your life. Well, today, we're going to look at a story that illustrates both the causes and the cures for discouragement. And it teaches us what to do when you feel like giving up. So if you've been discouraged, you picked a good week to come to church. Now, the story we're going to look at is found in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4. By the way, if you're in leadership in your business or in uh, government or in any kind of industry of any type or uh, a social area, or if you're in management, you really need to study this book, Nehemiah. Now, the story of Nehemiah is the story of rebuilding the city wall around Jerusalem. Now, the background is after spending 70 years in captivity in Babylon, that was during the days of Daniel, 
the Jews, the entire nation of Jews who had been taken captive and moved over to, uh, to Babylon were allowed to return to their capital city 70 years later to Jerusalem. And when they got back, it was a mess. It was in ruins. Uh, but what was needed before they could rebuild the city was they needed to rebuild the wall around the city for protection because the wall had been torn down. And then once they were protected by the wall, they could build everything else. Now, the Bible tells us that everybody worked very hard at the start, and they quickly rebuilt the wall to half its original height once all the people got back home. But the initial enthusiasm wore off, and they got discouraged, and they got discouraged because of four very common causes of discouragement. And I think as we go through this passage today, you're going to see yourself in some or maybe all four of these causes of discouragement. So let's pick up the story of Nehemiah in chapter four. And Nehemiah is narrating the story. Let's read it here. Nehemiah four, starting with verse six down to verse 12. Nehemiah says, so we rebuilt the wall around Jerusalem until it had reached half its original height because the people worked at it with all their heart. But then, and here's where it turns, then the other tribes in our area heard about our progress and how Jerusalem, uh, the walls were being repaired and how all the gaps were being closed. And they became very angry and they all plotted together to attack Jerusalem and to create some confusion to stop the progress. So we prayed to God for protection and we posted 24 hour guards. But about that same time, the people of Jerusalem began to complain. And here's what they said. They said, we're tired and we're worn out and we can't keep up this pace. Besides that, there's so much rubble and trash to be removed. We now realize that we can't finish this wall. Meanwhile, our enemies are threatening to kill us in order to stop this work. Then those of us who lived closest to our enemies, that's the Jews who'd come back but lived outside of the walls of Jerusalem, uh, those who lived close to the enemies kept reporting over and over and over 10 times that our enemies kept saying, it doesn't matter where you go, we will attack you. Now, we're gonna look at four common causes of discouragement uh, out of this passage. And I want you to see what, happ what happens first when it typically sets in. When does discouragement sets in? Well, verse six says, they worked hard on the wall, rebuilding it until it reached half its original height. You might underline that, half its original height. Now this is typical because discouragement sets in at the halfway point, not at the beginning, not at the end, but when you get discouraged is right in the middle. For instance, let's say you're on one island in Hawaii, let's say you're on Oahu, and you're gonna row a boat over to Maui. Well, where are you gonna get the most discouraged? Well, you're not gonna get discouraged at the beginning. You're not gonna get discouraged when you can see Maui. You're gonna get discouraged when you can't see either shore. That's right in the middle. You can't see where you came from. You can't see where you're going. Typically, discouragement strikes at the midpoint of a project. For instance, if you're climbing up a mountain, halfway up the mountain, you go, I still gotta get to the top and then I gotta get all the way back. Have you ever been in a, a painting project, like painting a room or painting your house? And halfway through the painting, you go, 
oh man, we still got half to go and then we got to clean up. Halfway through writing a book, you get discouraged. Halfway through college, you go, maybe I wasn't fit for college. Halfway, you know, through the year, you go, this year's not over. The dog days of summer. Halfway through your career, halfway through your marriage, halfway through your life. That's called a midlife crisis. That's when discouragement often sets in. Sometimes you have it in little areas, but sometimes you have it in big areas. Now in this story, we have a very clear example of the four kinds of setbacks that cause discouragement. I want you to write these down. Here's what they are. Number one, we get discouraged when something takes longer than I expected. When something takes longer than I expected, and that causes fatigue. Now in this story, the builders would work very, very hard, and there's a lot of physical work. They're physically exhausted. They're weary, they're worn out. And in Nehemiah 4, verse 10, the first part of the verse, it says this. They said, we're tired and we're worn out and we can't keep up this pace. Some of you have been saying that this week. I'm tired, I'm worn out, I can't keep this pace. We've simply run out of energy. Now, I know this, I was talking to the guys who are taping this right now that the first part of this week was very rough for me uh, because of some issues in my health and then a couple of crises that I had to deal with as pastor. Uh, the first 80 hours of this week, I only got six hours of sleep. That's not a good thing. And you know what? I was worthless and I was ineffective because I couldn't really get anything done. When you're tired, when you're worn out, you can't even think straight. You know, studies show that most Americans are sleep deprived. And the number one cause of discouragement is physical and emotional exhaustion. Last week in that message on Elijah, I quoted Vince Lombardi, the great football coach, who said, fatigue makes cowards of all of us. And how amazing it is that things look better after just a good night's sleep. Now, this principle is, is true. When things take longer than you think, you start getting tired, you start getting weary, you start getting exhausted. If you don't get your rest, you're going to get discouraged. That's why God created the Sabbath. Every six days you take a day off. You know, in agriculture, farmers rotate their crops because uh, they know that a field that's rested, it hasn't had a, that year hasn't had a crop on it, that a field that's rested produces a greater harvest. Some of you don't know who Frederick Taylor is, but you ought to thank him. You say, why? Well, in, in 1893, this guy named Frederick Taylor did the first scientific study of work habits. And he did it in a steel mill. And Mr. Taylor proved that people accomplish more if they take regular rest breaks. So you need to thank Frederick Taylor for all your coffee breaks. He's the guy who thought that up. Our best requires rest. You know, the other day I learned that the reason that bats can live 20 years, which is a long time for a small animal. Small animals don't live a long time. Bats can live 20 years because they have the ability to do deep relaxation. Uh, a bat can lower its pulse from 180 beats a minute to just three beats a minute. And that extends their life. When you're tired, you're much more vulnerable to all kinds of things, including attacks from other people and 
criticism. It, it tends to affect you more. When people say things about you and you're full of energy and vitality and vigor, doesn't bother you. But when people say things about you and you're tired, it gets to you. Deuteronomy 25, verse 18, look at this verse. It says, never forget how the Amalekites attacked you when you were exhausted and weary, and they struck you down, those who began to lag behind. When you're weary, when you're exhausted, you start to lag behind, that's when Satan is going to attack you. Here's the point, that when you're tired, you're being set up for an attack, and it may be an attack of discouragement, maybe attack of temptation, it may be attack of self-pity. And if you're tired right now, guess what? You're probably gonna be facing some attacks. How are you being attacked right now? Fatigue makes you vulnerable. So the first cause of discouragement is if you just get tired, you're gonna be more susceptible to discouragement when things take longer than you expected. Now here's a second kind of setback that causes discouragement. And we see that in the, in the next part of this verse. And it's when something is more complicated than, it, than you expected, than I expected. In other words, you start out on a project and discover it's not only taking longer, it's just a whole lot harder than I thought it would be. And how long a project takes can cause fatigue, but how complicated a project is can cause frustration. And both fatigue and frustration can cause discouragement. <laughs> Have you ever tried to clean out a closet or, or your files? And, and, and what you do is you sit down and you, you dump all your files out on the floor in your office and you start trying to decide what to do with all you've got and, and, and you, you know, work on it for a few hours and then you go, this is crazy. And then you just dump them all back in, into, uh, into the files and throw it back you know, in the way they were. You got discouraged. It just was more complicated. You were having to make too many decisions. I remember a couple years ago, we remodeled our house and I was amazed at how much trash and junk they had to carry off, you know, just in remodeling, broken bricks and dirt and dried mortar and rocks and that permanent porta potty and that wonderful smell that it had, all the stuff that had to be carried off just when we were trying to build something. You know, here's the point. Anytime you try to build anything, a career, a plan, a project, a life, a hobby, a family, a marriage, anytime you try to build anything, you're gonna have some debris. And that is frustrating because things take longer than you expect and things are more complicated than you expect and that causes discouragement. And that's the second back, uh, setback that the people faced in Jerusalem. It was not only taking too long, building this wall was too complicated and there was too much junk and, and trash laying around. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know that Pastor Rick has a free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back in just a moment, but first... Experts have discovered that an attitude of gratitude bolsters your health and happiness. So how do you practice daily gratitude, even when life is tough? Here's Rick to tell you about a Bible study he's developed to help you practice daily gratitude. One of the things that God wants us to do 
and he says it over and over in scripture, is to practice gratitude. Did you know that gratitude is good for us? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for you right now? It is that you learn gratitude in all circumstances. There's always something you can be thankful for. In fact, I've discovered, and I've read many reports, that experts have told us that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. Did you know that gratitude makes you more resistant to stress? Did you know that gratitude makes you less susceptible to illness? Did you know that gratitude increases your overall happiness and satisfaction? That gratitude gives your life more meaning and significance? I don't know if you've ever noticed that the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. So I want you to live with the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of thankfulness. Now, I've put together a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. And in it, you'll find scriptures and teaching and exercises that'll help you develop the habit, cultivate the habit of gratitude. You'll discover how to stay in God's will, how to defeat discouragement, how to conquer complaining, how to reduce stress, and how to experience God's blessing through gratitude. Friends, I want to help you develop a deep and a profound attitude of gratitude. The world is craving people like this, and you will be able to experience all that God has for you. So today, when you partner with me by giving a gift, a financial gift to Daily Hope, to help us take the certain hope of Jesus to people all around the world, I'm going to have my team send you the power of gratitude Bible study. I just want to say thanks to you. I want to be grateful for you. You know, your support is essential for us taking the daily hope message of Jesus all around the world. So do that today. Send us a gift and let me send you a gift and you'll be grateful and so will we. God bless you. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word hope to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Today is the last day to get this great resource, so don't wait. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.